Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. And we're the Amateur Nerds. We're here today to talk about Minute 36 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with farmers laughing maniacally while driving tractors, and it ends with Ash putting dirt in his ears. Condra, we got kind of a two-ply, so yeah, let's start on the farmers. And this definitely is one of the funniest moments for me in this movie because it's so absurd you just all of a sudden cut to them maniacally laughing and we watch with the closed caption usually and it says mani all maniacally laughing and just like that little screenshot like moment is so ridiculous and so funny and just like they are so animated in a way we've never seen them before it's interesting because it's almost like the film takes us into the perspective of the farmers for this moment. Like, obviously, we've seen scenes of the farmers, but we've still been kind of emotionally still in the perspective of the critters. This is the first time when it's really been like, hey, we're kind of going to see from the farmer's point of view. As a Shakespeare example, recently I was reading Titus Andronicus for class, and the character Aaron, who's just like the villain of of the play kind of has a couple not soliloquies what's it called when you talk to the audience asides mm-hmm. when sometimes when a bad guy has an aside that's really funny it's because you're kind of you're seeing their deeds from the way they see it so if if Aaron's having fun being an evil person he kind of lets us in on the fun and we can laugh at we can laugh at him for now because we know by the end he's going to get his comeuppance same here, uh, especially when the music kicks in. We re- we really start having fun in the perspective of the farmers and not really the fear from the perspective of the animals. And speaking of the music, I think that really helps support it in the song choice, the vibe that it's given off. So the song is uh, Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones, which came out in 1968 on the album Beggar's Banquet. It was described. It's been described as the Rolling Stones' most political song, and it was actually banned in the United States for a while. Um, <laughs> hold on, no, look. This is a great story. So it was banned in the United States right after it was released, because a week after it was released, um, the riots at the Democratic National Convention in 1968 happened. Ah, uh, yes, those and- notorious DNC riots. Yes, and the politicians the government structures incited some of the violence or blamed some of the violence on this song and (laughs) which is absolutely crazy to think about in the world we live in now so this the song was banned and the Mick Jagger made a comment like yes the last time my song was banned over there it became a number one hit ban me more kind of thing like it was just one of those really funny um insights into the time the mood of the time and what the world was going on and there are some speculation that the rolling stones wrote this song because they wished they had been out on the streets a bit more and protesting a bit more and then folks afterwards oh who was it bruce springsteen the boss talked the boss talked about the song being big a big influence on him and uh, I can hear that. Say, and saying that what can a poor but poor boy do but sing in a rock and roll band as being one of the greatest ro- rock and roll lines of all time. So there's really some power to this song 
that is interesting to think about in this context in the movie and thinking about all right this is the backdrop for three farmers from x location digging up a tree and a hill to try and capture this fox and his family yeah they don't really they don't really resemble the anti-authority perspective of the song it's interesting um and this song is so catchy and it like the way they loop it in to the movie in the backdrop um it starts with the beginning which has got such a cool like such a cool intro It's a really fun song, and even if you're maybe not listening to it for the political reasons, it's in the way like Heroes and Villains earlier. It might be kind of a boring song, like, lyrically. It's still very catchy. So trying to balance that, I think, or even, like, Grey Goose or Fubu Wuba John, it has this very, like, backbone to it that really helps support what you're seeing visually with some audio cues and it just kind of pumps you up in a way like the farmers are pumped up by being in these tractors and you're getting pumped up by this song and Mr. Fox and his family and Kylie all have to be pumped like awaken themselves so this is all going on but it's just a very short clip of the song which is interesting you were just about to touch on the idea that it's almost like the animals get woken up by the song instead of the digging. So the song is coming for them, not the uh, not the tractors. Which could be the case. Yeah. I mean, depends we on don't how know if it's We don't know if it's diegetic music. Like, maybe this is what they're, like, they have, like, radios in the tractors and they're listening to this song. Yeah, which would then time the song, like, time the movie a bit better, too. Yeah. It, at least it's after 1968. Nice. That's what we yes. would know. Which mm-hmm. is around where we were putting it. Yes. Yeah, so that yeah, we see the farmers digging and we see them just laughing maniacally. We get a we get a shot of them we get a shot of all three tractors and then we cut to the fox the critters and they ha- they start digging because they, they hear the music coming for them. And then we cut back to the farmers and we see each one of them individually driving the tractor laughing maniacally. And that's even funnier. Because oh then, then that just reveals the absurdity of it. Oh, like, oh, they're just sitting in a tractor laughing. Yeah, and the way they're driving, they're just, like, moving these same levers back and forth. Like, they're doing, like, aerobics <laughs> in the tractors. And I'm just like, that's not how you drive. <laughs> yeah, we see the, like, the little meters in the in the cab of the car where that are, they're just, like, all maxed out. They're, like, they're driving these so poorly. We see all the smoke billowing out. Side note, awesome smoke effects in this yes. claymation obviously because it's just little puffs of cotton that they have to animate to look like smoke which is always impressive and then the other thing with them maniacally laughing their faces are really unlike anything we've ever seen of them before the joyousness of their faces looks really foreign and really off because they're not designed to be that way in some ways so that's kind of a yeah. funny interesting thing to look at too their joy is the one moment in the film where they're just being evil and they're just getting so much joy out of this evilness. And then also seeing Bunce. He's the short one, right? Bogus Bunce. Yeah. 
buns yeah. with his little tractor and he's just like you he, he's one of those when you drive down the road and you see this little like elderly individual and they like can barely see over the wheel that's what bunts looks like but then he just has like the absolute pure joy of a child and he's just playing with these levers and i just got such a kick out of him in particular in the tractor and i don't know why that i just like it it made me laugh it's, it continues to make me laugh, despite having seen it many, many times. That reminds so, me, yesterday I, went, yesterday I went to Wendy's, and uh, I was, like, pull, I pulled into the parking lot, and then the car pulls in next to me, and I see, like, this, like, 12-year-old kid, like, get out of the passenger side, and I was like, that's weird, I didn't see who the driver was. And then I saw who the driver was, and it was, like, another kid that also looked like he was 12. I was, like, really confused. I was like... Well, you must be like 16, but you look like you're 12. Poor so, thing. Poor, uh, poor speaking thing. Of, speaking of ba- barely being able to look over a driver's wheel, that's what that made me think of. So this is something that, because I'm sharing a screen with you when I'm watching it, was there a title card for this minute? It looked like yeah, there was said, when they woke up. Yeah, it said the terrible tractors. <gasps> that's so funny. So... I, I had thought there was one because I was like mostly watching, watching, but I was taking notes. But then in my book, there's actually, so the making of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is the book I refer to a lot, has a whole section on the tractors and this kind of scene and moment. And it's also called These Terrible Tractors. So that was pretty funny. But the interesting yeah. thing, the title card is when the foxes are sleeping, right? So we don't even see the tractors in this moment. Yeah, obviously, but it's the impact that the tractors are having on the critter's adventure that's important, not the tractors themselves. Well, I have a fun fact about the tractors. They are based on a toy, actually, so they used Whoa. an actual toy and modified it's like a Tonka it. truck? Like, not a Tonka truck. The toys were made by a company called JCB, which I'd never heard of before. I didn't research it because I did all my research on the song instead, but... So I just, you know, hey, I had very little time to prepare for this episode. That's okay. Um, so they are like just modified toys, which is pretty cool that they are using things that they, they don't have to, they didn't have to make everything for this movie, basically. Another fun thing I want to point out. So the foxes, when they're waking up, you see Mr. Fox sleeping on his side. It's like funny how we called that a few minutes ago. I saw that. I was like, yes, we were right. We did it. Go us. I also noticed that Fox and Felicity were sleeping next to each other. They weren't like sleeping on opposite ends of the room. Yeah. Which is nice. But, but they were both sleeping in the same direction. They were both on their sides sleeping towards the camera and towards us as a viewer. Yeah, no, most of it's like to get the good shot of like all of them waking up in one frame. But mm-hmm. still like there's something to be said there like they could have made a point of out of them like sleeping far apart or something but they didn't yeah and ash is right behind them and he wakes up too and he i think he's actually coming from the other direction though it yeah, looks like he well, wakes up from a different direction we get an upward angle and we see they're like sleeping in a circle which also doesn't well, make sense based on the position that you see them wake up it's fine it's wes anderson it needs to be parallel and then we just then we see them start digging again. So now we can, I guess, transition over to the digging portions of the minute. Yeah. Fox and Ash are digging next to each other, and 
Fox starts trying to apologize to Ash. He's the worst at apology. <laughs> he just makes it all about himself, and I can't stand him in well, this it's minute. Like, the apology he's doing is like, I wouldn't have done this if I would have known it would have made you upset. That's which me- like, which means he's missing the point. It's such victim blaming, and I hate it. Fox is just so insincere, and it's like, dude, did your wife did like did you gain nothing from what your wife just yelled at you at? Also, I didn't I didn't look closely, but could you see the scar on his face from where Felicity scratched him? I didn't look for it in this scene, but I'm sure it's still there. Okay, because it, it's there in later minutes. Okay. Yeah, so he just he does such a terrible job trying to apologize. And he's like, but he's like, I didn't know if this was going to upset you so much. But Christopherson is such a natural. I mean, look at him dig. And then he just like. Also a good joke. We cut to Christopherson's like, I'm going to die. Yeah, his Christopherson's digging is quality work. And you see Felicity and Kylie also digging in the background too, which is different than the format they were digging in earlier where they were like Fox was in the front and then Felicity and then it, like it's stacked. Like it's they're no all longer a single file line where we the from the from the top perspective we saw them start digging and then now we're kind of in a more three-dimensional version of the digging where they're kind of digging next to each other and throwing the dirt behind them all at once. I mean, that still brings to question if they're digging straight down, is this going to collapse on them, whatever. But, I mean, for now, (laughs) it's fine. Fox is so frustrating. Like, I know that we're just starting Act 2. He's going to go through this emotional growth and whatever. But watching it in this format and just seeing this instant, like, I haven't watched the movie in its entirety since we started this, so that's part of it kind of thing, and I know how it ends, but just watching this one minute and seeing Mr. Fox be such a jerk to his son that he is put in danger, like, he is in mortal danger. He has put his entire family in mortal danger, and he's just treating his son so poorly, and he doesn't even think he is. Yeah, and then Ash says, I'm just gonna put dirt in my ears. You keep talking. It'll be fine. So Ash is also done with him. It's I'm glad, though, that Ash is took that opportunity to separate himself from something that is genuinely bothering him. And he's actually distancing himself and like trying to take care of himself because his father's not doing that. Well, yeah, passive aggression can be good sometimes. Yeah. I didn't realize I had so many feelings about this until we started talking. Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting because, like, we just had this big scene where he is, like, he tries to explain why he did this to Felicity, and now he's kind of reverted back. I don't know if he's fully reverted back because I think in this, like, he's, like, in the moment of excitement now, so he's trying to, like, be show-offy because he's excited, but not when when they get kind of settled, he kind of realizes the danger he's in. I don't know. It's something that I think... As it progresses, we'll talk about more and like, is he taking step forward for every step forward? How many steps back are there? Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. Because I definitely don't see that. Like, he, it's not a linear progression in any way. Yeah. As most people is emotional, like most people's emotional experiences, most people's lives are not linear. I um, think he's taking a step forward with Felicity, but he still hasn't figure out, figured it out with Ash yet. Okay, you want to, like, wrap it up? I think we're good, yeah. I've got all my notes taken care of. 
Okay, well, this has been Minute 36 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. We hope you join us next time for Minute 37. You can follow us on the Twitter. The show's page is at Amateur Nerds, and my personal page is at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can also email us with your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, ideas for future minutes at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. And you can give us a good old rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Hit us up with those 55 stars. And we hope you join us next time. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. And I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.